everyone. What's popping? What's going on? Episode 27. 27. Episode 27. Yep. Yes, we are in the building. Gra, 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 Look, gra, I did gra. you. You did. You did. You did a great job. Really gra, well. gra. That's gra, gra, gra. All right. Yeah. Um, we are fresh off of a super dope special episode that I hope you listen to. Super dope. Super dope. Still. <laughs> Listen, can't even believe it. <laughs> like, still wiping myself down. Like, like, like who's doing? Who's doing this? None of you. Who's doing this? None of you. None of you are doing it. Like, Mister Walking our bracelets that was given to us. By yeah, her. absolutely. I'm not taking mine off except yeah. for like when I shower and put lotion on and go to bed. But other than right. that, like, yeah, throughout the day. Yeah, other than that, like it goes with everything. Yeah, I mean it's black and white. Like, y'all might have bought y'all's. <laughs> his mom gave it to us. Yeah. Oh, period. Period. <laughs> period. So yeah, but that was super dope. Shout out to everybody who listened to the episode and told us that they really enjoyed it and said that it was much, it was a much needed interview and they it felt was. inspired by it. So yeah. did we. Uh, so yeah, once again, thank you to Miss Sabrina Fultz and we are so grateful for your time. Seriously. Seriously. Yes. So we got to introduce ourselves. Oh, snap. With that being said, I'm your girl, <laughs> Sierra T. And I'm your girl, Sherelle B. And this is Head Wraps and Lipsticks, the podcast. Where we wrap the culture up in color. Yes, ma'am. Now we do. Yes. Yes. Mm. Sis. What can't you wrap your head around this week? All right, we're just going to get into it. Uh, so, y'all know I have a thing for Big Sean. I love him. Uh-huh. Um, and he put out a, a song this week called Single Again. Yes. Sorry, go ahead. Um, you know, I, th- I thought it was cute. You know, so I thought it was cute. It was a nice little song. Um, I was very confused with Janae Aiko doing the background vocals. So oh. That was different. Was she in the video? No, she wasn't. Oh. But this is what I'm saying. Like, Big Sean <laughs> clearly is that guy. Yeah. Like, you know, you make her go crazy, then she's on... The record, I'm obsessed. But anyway, um, <laughs> what I can't wrap my head around it is the way that y'all were kind of like attacking him. Clearly, he was kind of going through some mental issues. He, you know, uh, was very vocal about it, the importance of black men seeing therapists and, and indulging in self-care and things like that. And you can kind of tell in his music, his music is becoming a little more mature. The way that he's talking, the topics that he's talking about is a little mm-hmm. more mature. And y'all kind of downing him about it. And yeah. I think that's kind of messed up. And it just seems like you guys are being easily influenced by the trap guys of the world yeah. who aren't talking about anything, you yes. know, that is really worth talking about, right. to be honest. So I think y'all need to just get off my man. Oh, period. You know, like, yes, yeah, Single Again is not his best song, but it's a little better than, you know, his other songs like Ass and, you know. Wait and a minute. I really like. I love the remix. I enjoyed it. I do love the I was, I was dancing to it a lot. But you know, it's like, it's just, you can tell the maturity in him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He looks good too. Girl. Ooh, them arms hold me all night. First of all, <laughs> Big Sean Bimbe, like. He has been cute. He's always been cute. I'm telling y'all, it's something about but, him. But Buff Sean, Buff Sean, Swole Sean, I'm here for it. Every chick he get with and leaves, she got issues going on. Like mm-hmm. Naya Rivera, Ariana Grande. Janae Aiko. Wait, wasn't um I don't F with you about Naya Rivera? Yeah. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And she was like, you know, he had to get like a restraining order and stuff on her and stuff like that. Did he? Janae Aiko literally tattooed his whole face on her. That's crazy. That is crazy. He used to date with uh, date Ariana Grande. She didn't know. I want to know. I want to I wanna know what, Ma'am. what is he doing. Ma'am. That's all. You, yeah, I think you and I both know. Well, no, I need to know. I don't know. Ma'am. That's all I'm Ma'am, saying. Ma'am, tighten up. That's all. Tighten up. Sorry. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. What about you? What'd you keep your head around? I actually can't wrap my head around this damn Mercury retrograde. It is ruining my life. It is. Six planets are in retrograde right now, not just Mercury. Mercury is just like the popular one. She's like the, you know, the popular one at the school. Everybody knows right. her. You know, she drives a Corvette. Do people still drive Corvettes? Yes. She drives a Corvette. Mm-hmm. And she just wrecks your life. Um, but she'll be over by the time. Actually... When this episode goes up, because it'll be August 1st. Oh, great. So um, We don't got time for messy August, because August is our month. That's yeah, our time. Yes. And I'm winning, I'm claiming it. That's my month. We mm. This is a popping month for me. Got it's going to be a popping month for me. So yeah, I, I can't wrap my head around Mercury Retrograde. Ruining my life. I just cut myself before the show. You she know, did. For, you know what? For what, what reason? Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> like, she was like, oh, I'm bleeding. I was like, wait, what happened? <laughs> I mean, blood was just running down. You just went to change your clothes. How did that equate? It's the ghetto. It's the ghetto. It's, it's what all it right. Is. Yep. It's okay. <laughs> it's going to be okay. All right. Let's get into the show. Ooh. And we got to get politics out the way. All right. And of course, when one week they are quiet, the next week they are wreaking havoc. What we got going on, sis? What don't we have going on? So- 
y'all president number 45, Mr. Donald J. Trump, um, instead of talking about the mass shooting that happened out in California, mm-hmm. he is attacking black, starting with Elijah Cummings, who is uh, a congressman out of uh, Maryland. His district is Baltimore, which, you know, we know Baltimore is not the best city, mm-hmm. but it is a very historic city, um, has a lot of history, um, you know, does have some crime, but it does have a lot of history. Right. And um, Elijah Cummings was making some statements about everything that Trump's been doing, you know, from ICE to just whatever, Russia, everything he's been doing. And Trump decided to attack him and basically say that he needs to worry about his own district, which is Baltimore, and called it a rodent infested mess. Oh, my God. I'm tired. He called it a rodent infested mess. Um, and a lot of people took extreme, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Is it issue? Yeah. They had a very big issue with it. Um, you know, they took it as racist. They took it as just, just all out wrong. Um, and then they started the hashtag I am Baltimore. Um, and even... What was what really caught everybody's attention was a CNN analyst who uh, is from Baltimore. He decided to respond. That's right. You got the clip? I do have the clip. He responded and it was very, um, he got extremely emotional he about did. it. He did. And it was really tough to watch, but we're going to let you listen to it um, so yeah. you can hear it for yourself. This morning, the president attacked another member of Congress on Twitter. This time, it's House Oversight Committee Chairman Elijah Cummings. He wrote this. Cummings' district is a disgusting, rat and rodent-infested mess. If he spent more time in Baltimore, maybe he could help clean up this very dangerous and filthy place. No human being would want to live there. Infested. That's usually reserved for references to rodents and insects. But we've seen the president invoke infestation to criticize lawmakers before. You see a pattern here? Just two weeks ago, President Trump attacked four minority congresswomen. Why don't they go back to the totally broken and crime-infested places from which they came? Reminder, three of them were born here. All of them are American. Infested, he says. A week before his inauguration, January 2017, Congressman John Lewis should spend more time on fixing and helping his district, which is in horrible shape and falling apart, not to mention crime infested. Donald Trump has tweeted more than 43,000 times. He's insulted thousands of people, many different types of people. But when he tweets about infestation, it's about black and brown people. September 2014, at the height of an urgent health emergency, why are we sending thousands of ill-trained soldiers into Ebola-infested areas of Africa? Bring the plague to the U.S.? Obama is so stupid. Infested, he says. There's a revolution going on in California. So many sanctuary areas want out of this ridiculous crime-infested and breeding concept. Infested, he says. The president says about Congressman Cummings' district, that no human would want to live there. You know who did, Mr. President? I did. From the day I was brought home from the hospital to the day I left for college. And a lot of people I care about still do. There are challenges, no doubt. But people are proud of their community. I don't want to sound self-righteous, but people get up and go to work there. They care for their families there. They love their children who pledge allegiance to the flag, just like people who live in districts of congressmen who support you, sir. They are Americans, too. Man. So, yeah. Uh, If that doesn't give you a sense of what's been going on um, and how people feel, um, you know, to make this black man get on national television and start crying... Um, because somebody says something about his hometown. It's, it's serious. It is. It's really, really serious. Um, and he's just been on the trail ever since. So, you know, he didn't stop there because, of course, a lot of uh, other political commentators decided to, you know, kind of get in on this conversation, one of them being um, 
Al Sharpton. Mm-hmm. And he attacked Al Sharpton. Sure. First, you know, saying how him and Al Sharpton are friends. They've known each other for a long time. And he just attacked him. And it was ridiculous. So, of course, Al Sharpton decided to, uh, you know, bite bite back and was like, first of all, basically, like, first of all, what you're not going to do is make it seem like me and you was just hanging out, you know, shooting the shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's ridiculous. He So, he definitely has something to say. And yeah. it was... Ugh. As for his uh, attacks on me personally, Donald Trump and I have known each other 25 years. I marched on him with Central Park Five. I've dealt with him on the birther issue. He can say what he wants. Call me a troublemaker? Yes, I make trouble for bigots. I made trouble for him with Central Park. I made trouble with him for birtherism. I'm going to keep making trouble for bigots. As far as me being a con man, if he really thought I was a con man, He'd be nominating me for his cabinet. Period. And that's that. That's that. That's that. Um, What's the name of that reporter who was who got emotional? Do you know his name? Oh, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Um, I, I just, I hate that he, you know, got emotional on TV. Victor Blackwell. Victor Blackwell. Let me write that down. I hate that he got emotional on TV. You know, and I understand why. Um, but I, um, I just kind of feel like. For the last four years, mm. so many of us has not me because I already knew who he was dealing with. So many of us have spent enough time and enough breath trying to talk some sense into Trump, trying to make him seem, uh, try to you know, try to get him to show some empathy, and that's not who he is. Yeah, you know, he has no moral code, and that's not who he is. And I think like at this point, like I kind of feel like the talking should be over. Yeah. It is now go time. It's time for us to be about the action. You want him out of the house. You want you want all of him and friends out of the house. You need to get out and vote. There's no more talking. There, there's nothing else we can literally say. Yeah. Four years we've been talking. Four years we've been wasting our breath on. Oh, this is you know this is this isn't right. This is racist. This is this is right. This is homophobic. This is you know like you know everything you could possibly point out about a person. Right. Sexist even. Yeah. You keep we keep talking. I'm tired of talking. I'm tired of us talking. I'm tired of us trying to talk to him, talk talk some reasoning and sense into him. He ain't got it. Right. Okay. The floor, the, the, the steps don't go to the top floor. Okay. He ain't got <laughs> it. And I'm just kind of like, I'm really tired of us talking. I'm ready for us to to show some action. Yeah. You know, put your money where your mouth is. I agree. I agree. It's it's like the only way that we really can get him to if we stop talking about him, maybe he'll, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's he's an attention whore. Right. You know what I'm saying? We continue to talk about him. We continue to question him. And we understand that journalists have a job. We have a job. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we, we're going to continue to talk about it. But it's like, you know, to my good sis point, it's like, we have to get out there and vote. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to hear, you know, come next, let's say October, there's no point in voting. Our votes don't really count. Yes, they do. Those same people that's talking about it will be the same people on January 1st, 2021, mm-hmm. talking about, oh my God, we got to go do another four years of Trump. But you ain't do nothing. You did nothing about it. If so- you have the ability to vote, I don't, I don't want to hear that you didn't vote. If you don't have anything holding you back, like felony charges or whatever. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you don't have any reason that's holding you back to vote and you choose not to vote, I don't respect you. Yeah. Because it's no, you know. There's no, there's no excuse. There's even early voting. You can't even say, oh, I got to work on election day. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of early voting personally. I you like can to, early vote. Yes. I get it out the way, sis. Because election day is the ghetto. Yeah, it's too much. <laughs> I mean, and you, it's not like you only have like a day before election day. You literally have like damn near a month. Right. To vote. To vote. On your way home, leaving Walmart mm-hmm. before you, before you go turn up. Go vote. Go vote. It's, it literally takes... Five minutes mm-hmm. to vote. So yeah. that's all we got to say about that. Be about that action. Speaking of voting um, and this election, uh, Kamala Harris was on... Oh, wait, hold on. I'm sorry. Akivian sent me a DM and said we were saying her name wrong. It's Kamala. Like comma, like a comma. And a, sorry, Akivian, I tried. All right, go ahead, sis. Continue. Because Akivian is my boo... <laughs> Fine. Kamala. Kamala. Oh, Kamala Harris <laughs> became a hashtag over the weekend. She did. When she had this very, um, I don't 
know what you want to call it. Is it an initiative? Can we yeah. call it an initiative? Yeah. Uh, an initiative? Yeah. She had a different type of initiative. Um, you know, she is on the campaign trail. She is in competition with some of her uh, competitors, i.e. Elizabeth Warren, who is out here with all the initiatives, with the receipts and the research to match. Mm-hmm. So Kamala... Harris revealed a new proposal to wipe out student debt. And some people were kind of like, I don't understand it. So here's some of the specifics that made people kind of raise an eyebrow. Um, So she tweeted out a specific point that would forgive, I'm sorry, it would would forgive uh, debts in the Pell Grant uh, recipient. They have to be a business owner and a business owner that's successfully operating an establishment for three years? Yes. Is it three years? Yes, for three years. For three years, and it's operating in a disadvantaged community. Impossible. It's impossible, and you know it, Kamala. Um, It's impossible, and you fucking know it, Kamala. Yeah. There, a lot of people kind of had, like, they were really confused by it. Like, it sounded good, but in like when you give these specifications, it's kind of like... How? How are we going to do that? Right. You know what I'm saying? So, um, And it also promotes gentrification. Yeah. So here's the deal about Pell Grants. Pell Grants are reserved for students from low-income households and can provide up to $6,195 for a school year. In 2017 and 18, 7 million people received a Pell Grant. Like, Wow. So if Pell Grants are reserved for students from low-income households, how is it that we're, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't know how to say it, but it's like, I don't even know how, how to say it. It just, it's just weird. I just thought the whole initiative was really out of touch and just kind of like. I don't think we need stipulations to wipe out student loan debt. Let's just get rid of it. How? Let's start there. Right? Because think of all the people. So, okay. All, all, the, all these stipulations. Just to get rid of your student debt, right? Yeah. So let's think about the people who a didn't have student loan debt because they were afforded some already type of scholarship grants. They already affi- they already apply. They can already apply for the, the other three right. stipulations. Let's also think about the people who don't have student loan debt because their parents pay for it and they're well off. All these people come from what I would consider not to be disadvantaged communities. Thus, these people are coming into these communities. Building these shops where the people in the community probably cannot benef- benefit from, yeah, raising uh, the price, the taxes on the on the on properties in the house that people can't afford. Like it's a whole it's a whole mess with that. Like this makes no sense. This is this is already kind of happening without you, without even yeah, without this even without <laughs> you even signing anything. Yeah, like but this is not what we needed. Like this isn't. <sighs> uh, I may, try it again. Maybe reword it. Maybe no. go back and do some some type of something. Mm-mm. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm not. Really I mean, I, a I, fan. I I I get it. It's supposed to help you know HBCUs and black s- students, and that's cute. But we didn't ask for this. This ain't what we want. I don't know why I feel some type of way a little bit about like these candidates solely focusing on HBCUs. We know why. It's something off about it. You know what I'm saying? It's it's it makes me a little leery. I'm not even gonna lie. But it's like that every every time an election comes across, yeah. everyone's tar- everyone's targeting the black community. Right now, millennials are the up and coming um right demographic. So that's who they're aiming for. Mm. HBCUs, the black the black vote is, you know, is an important vote in the uh democratic community. Yeah. Election I, process. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just don't trust them focusing solely on HBCUs. I just feel like there's a back plan behind it. Yeah, of course. And I don't, I just don't trust it. I'm cool that like HBCUs are getting some love, mm-hmm. much needed love, but I just don't trust it. I really don't. And even from an HBCU grad who's running for the office, I don't trust it. Yeah. I don't trust this little initiative. Yeah. I don't like this. I don't know, sis. I don't like we it. We might have to. Mm. Well, it's a no for me, dog. Yeah, y'all, you know, maybe we'll talk about it on Instagram and stuff, and you guys can tell us how you guys feel about this. Yeah. You know, anybody that is a Pell Grant recipient and may have something to say, maybe they can educate us on why this may be a good thing. I don't know, but... Yeah, because I, I need to know. Cause yeah. Because right now it looks it looks all bad. It looks, yeah, it looks a little <laughs> sus. It looks a little sus. Hella sus. It looks a little sus. Um, I guess this is kind of politics. So, it's politics mixed with art. 
Okay. With the seesaws. Yeah. Okay. What? Okay. So on Twitter, this really wonderful image of some kids on a seesaw that in between them was the Mexico border uh, came about on Twitter from an artist who put the seesaws there to show that basically for kids to kids that are on the other side of the border to play with kids that's on the U.S. side of the border. And the images look great. Yeah. It Um, it really shows togetherness and, you know, we are the world type vibes. Mm. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But let's, me and my sis had, we kind of were thinking the same thing. When did this happen? How did this happen? We need to know the stipulations about it. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's called a teeter-totter wall, Mm -hmm. and it came from Ronald Real, an architecture professor at the University of California, Berkeley. And um, we just want to know when he did this. Yeah, like, so how are you able to install a seesaw at the U.S.-Mexico border and not get shot at? I got, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. This is so cute, though, y'all. Like, it's really cute. You know, if I was over there, I would jump on a seesaw right quick. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. But I'm just like, how? I mean, it's not just one. It's like three. Yeah, it's like three of them. And they're bright pink seesaws. Yes. So we're just trying to figure out when, why. Um, let's see. So it looks like in 2009, the, uh, the concept... Um, for the seesaw, that's when it began. Ten years later, um, the drawings became reality. Uh, Rail and his crew transported the seesaws to Sunland Park, New Mexico, which is separated by a steel fence uh, from Ciudad Juarez, Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, this is this is in New Mexico, but still, maybe it's maybe it's in an area that is not like so heavily guarded. Yeah, yeah, not like Texas, right? I don't know. That's interesting. It's cool. Yeah, it really it is really cool. That's cute. I feel like it's about to be a whole bunch of tourists there now. Oh yeah, you know. It's it. gonna be a whole bunch of people driving to New Mexico to get on these seesaws with somebody if they're on the other side of the wall. Just for the gram. That part. Cause uh, like what if nobody's on the other side of the wall? Then what happens? <laughs> I mean, I guess you wait until someone comes. I don't like it. I mean, I like it, but I don't like it. I mean, it's cute. I'm glad it's bringing people together. That's really nice. Yeah, I guess so. It's really nice. It's nice. All right. All right. So I guess it's time for our Head Rats and Lipsticks Investigates. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Got a couple of crime uh, situations happening here. So first off... um, Rest in peace to those people that were killed senselessly at a festival in California over the weekend, including a six-year-old little boy. Um, His mom and his grandmother were also shot. They uh, survived, and the little boy was killed. And they found the shooter. His name is... uh, What was his name? Um, Hold on. What was the guy's name? San, Santino William Legan. He is the shooter. Um, and of course, a lot of people were, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say a lot of people. Let's just say the White House, Washington, D.C., was uh, immediately assuming that it was somebody of a different color when it is, in fact, a 19 year old white supremacist um, Duh. who snuck into the festival and decided to uh, kill three and left 15, uh, 15 hurt at this uh, food festival. It's called the Garlic. Gilroy Garlic Festival. That's what it's called. Um, he used an AK-47 style assault rifle. This 19-year-old kid was able to purchase this mm-hmm. and get in there and hurt all these people. And it's just so funny how our president really isn't saying much about it. Like at all. He's too busy attacking Baltimore. So shout out to my friend Allison. She um she's from California. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to find her comment when she was talking about it. But um she basically said that she, uh, she's been to that festival plenty of times before. And she was like, the thing about the festival is that there's literally nowhere to hide because like, it's just like a really wide open space. Oh, God. So it was definitely like a prime yeah. opportunity to, for something like that to go down, which is absolutely terrible. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I hate it. Yeah, I really do. I'm just, I'm so tired of like, and then of course the narrative, oh, you know, he was this 19 year old kid, you know, he was, you know, he was quiet. He didn't really want to hurt anybody. He hurt a lot of people. He snuck into this, uh, this thing because apparently this, uh, this food festival Mm -hmm. has like a lot of, um, 
metal detectors, yeah. so you can't get it. So he snuck, he cut through a fence and got into it and and killed these people, including the six six year old little boy. Um, That's terrible. So, you know, instead of you guys trying to ban abortion, trying to ban women, trying to ban gays, trying to ban everything else. Ban voting, you're banning illegal immigrants, you're banning all these things that aren't hurting anybody. Meanwhile, innocent people are being killed by these assault weapons that nobody needs. How is this kid 19 years old? He can't even buy cigarettes or liquor, oh but he can buy a gun. That's terrible. That is, this makes no sense. And every time I talk about guns, and I talk about it a lot with you know with my boyfriend and like other people, and I, I literally I know it's something that I'm gonna have to learn how to use yep. eventually. I will you know get the courage to go to a range and and learn how to just you know for the sake of my future kids and my future family mm-hmm. things like that. It they just bother me. I don't like them either. I'm I the don't same way. like guns. I don't like guns. I'll pull a little knife out on you with the quickness. That's the same thing I said. I'll do I that real quick. I will stab you up. I will stab you okay. up. Okay. Yeah. But I. Guns. My mom's an advocate for guns. She loves them. You know, her friend had an experience, a a crazy at home experience, and that was also more the reason why she wanted a gun. But she had, she got like, I don't know. My mom got quite a few guns. I don't know. It might be on some like, what's that movie with Jennifer Lopez? Enough. Enough. Where she got guns all over the house. Pull them out of the bag and stuff. What's up? What's up, nigga? Right. Yeah. Any room, I'm ready. Any room, I'm ready. And that's cool. If you know how to use them and yeah. you're u- simply using them for your protection, this kid only used them to kill. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it just, terrible. it bothers me, not just for the other thing, but this six-year-old little boy had so much life ahead of him. Mm-hmm. All he was trying to do was be there, you know, get some little food with his grandmother and his mother who were injured among the 15, 15 that were injured. And for what? Did he kill himself, the shooter, or no? I think the police killed him. I believe the police killed There's him. a quote here that we're looking at this article. It says, during the attack, someone shouted a pivotal question as he unleashed round after round from his AK-47 style assault rifle. They shouted, why are you doing this? And he simply replied, because I am really angry. Angry at what? There's ways to go about being angry. You can punch a wall. You can scream in a pillow. You can go see a therapist. Listen, go for a run. Get you a title box and membership. That... <laughs> Play Fortnite. I don't know. Right. I don't know. They giving out three million dollars if you win. Yo, shout out to that sixteen year old kid that won three million dollars. Playing a damn video game. I should. I should have stuck to playing video games. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, what the hell? Like, I was hating low key. I ain't gonna find. Like, I know, right? Three million dollars. Like three million dollars. Seriously, would like, change my life right now. I mean, we out. But right. um, oh my gosh. Um, then I, I this really horrible story. So we all know that there's a lot of violence. Um that goes on in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, a anti-violence leader was gunned down on the same corner that she protests from in the south side of Chicago. So on Friday night, last Friday night, four people were shot in the Gresham neighborhood, two of them fatally. The shooting happened on at 75th Street and Stewart Avenue, a corner where the group Mothers and Men Against Senseless Killings, or MASK, has been gathering for years in efforts to stop shooting. The two women who were killed were Chantel Grant, 26, and Andrea Stoudemire, 35. Both volunteered with MASK, and they were both mothers. That's terrible. Absolutely terrible. Absolutely why? terrible. Why? Just why? Um, <clears throat> I hate it. I, I saw that story and I just, I was like, are you serious? Like, why? Chicago, y'all got to do better. So, y'all got to tighten up. Really tighten up. I'm, I'm curious. I heard like the NBA All-Star Weekend is supposed to be in Chicago next year. Ooh, what y'all about to do? There. I will not be there. What y'all about to do? What y'all about to do? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get it together. Um, you ready to get into some entertainment? It's too much going on in entertainment. Um, yeah. Oh, well, there's one more crime. Okay. Technically. Um, so this woman, and this is just a race crime. This is a woman in Raleigh. No, I'm sorry, not Raleigh. Oh, girl. Okay. Her name is Nancy Goodman. Nancy Goodman. So imagine we've all been to happy hour. You know, you go with your girls to a restaurant, maybe after work, on the weekends or whatever, to shoot the shit. You know, you might get a little loud because you're having a good time with your friends. Imagine this woman coming up to you and being like, y'all need to shut the hell up. Y'all too loud in this restaurant. Mm-hmm. That was Bonefish Grill. And I think it was in the Raleigh-Durham area. Yes, it was. Um, And 
the white lady, her name is Nancy Goodman. She was being very adamant about these this group of women being quiet. And of course, the women decided to film her. Yes, and did. as they were filming her, she decided to walk up to them and explain to them why she felt that they need to be quiet. This is a place of business. You also need to be so, you know, so loud. And she was just being very adamant about it and then decided to call one of them a stupid nigger. Yep. To her face. Everybody got it on camera. When the video went viral, the reporters went to this uh, Miss Goodman's house. I got the clip. Oh, okay. So we about to hear her, um, her, um, her racist explanation. I act a damn fool out here. Just like everybody. Else. This minute-long cell phone video shows an encounter between customers at the Bonefish Grill in North Hills. This person has the audacity right here to come to our table and tell us that we are the rudest people that she has ever met. Then the woman, who we now know is Nancy Goodman, calls another customer the N word. We're too loud. We're too in loud. Your opinion. In your opinion, let me show you my money. It's just as green as yours. Right. Oh, you're so stupid. We found Goodman at her home. I'm a 71 year old woman who lives in Raleigh. I suffer from tremendous anxiety. She says that anxiety and the women's behavior pushed her to act as she did. I'm not going to say I'm sorry to them because they put, kept pushing at it. So, and that's all I'd really like what to say. What about your use of the N word? I used that word because they forced me into it. Do you see how that's incredibly offensive? Yes, I do. That's why I said it. I would say it again to them. She says she would use that word again. Okay, we're going to stop right there because the clip is like a lot longer than that. But you don't need to hear nothing else. Nancy Goodman doubled down, says she was not going to apologize for them, said that anxiety pushed her to call them the N-word, and um, she would do it again. She would do it again. Now, let me tell you something. Y'all, I deal with anxiety all the time. But never in my life I was like, oh, man, I'm so anxious. Oh, mm, nigga, 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 nigga. Like that never, like, I never used anxiety as a reason to use derogatory terms to someone else. That is not acceptable. Nancy Goodman, you ought to be ashamed of yourself and these chiclet sized teeth. You, you are disgusting <gasps> or disgusting human being. I hope they come for you. I do. I do. I don't really have much to say about it. I'm just, I'm so, I'm just so sick of people using, using, it's always an excuse. You know, it's even like, you know, the kid that shot up the, the food festival, you know, you know, he was a quiet kid, you know, he didn't want no trouble. Oh, I got anxiety. Oh, girl, if they were being too loud, all you had to do was leave. I don't like Tell that. a manager, you know, can you just kind of, you know, tone it down a little bit. Right. That, and that's, why do you feel like you need to come over here? Don't say nothing to me. Don't say nothing to me. Do your to, work here. Don't say nothing right. to me. Get your bill, eat your food, and move on. If it really was that bad, all you had to do was get a manager. And you know, I've, I've been like, I, you know, I told y'all last episode at uh with the Lion King, the lady that you know don't know how to eat. She's mm. growing, don't know how to eat, so she had to have a light. Right. That's so rude. Now, did I go over there and not cut damn uh, pasta out <laughs> at her hand? No, I told the uh, I told the uh, the maitre d. I said, ma'am, can you just tell her to turn her light off? That's really rude. Period. And moved on about my business. Okay. I mean, we know that's a black lady code. Like, mind your business. Clearly, they don't get it. And I'm just, I'm just sick of the excuses. I'd rather you, you don't need the excuse. Don't make an excuse and then say, oh, well, I do it again. Just say you a damn racist and I use the word because that's what I feel like doing. I, I'd have more respect for you if you say that. I got anxiety. Everybody got anxiety. Everybody got anxiety. Everybody got anxiety. Get out of here. Nancy, get your ass out get of out here. here. Get out of here. You need to be going to the dentist with them teeth like that. Wait period. No, she do. Get her out of here. 71 with them teeth like that. You know, I know you got money because you're eating that bonefish grill. Maybe it's dentures. No. Dentures don't look like they're throwing up gang signs. Oh, my God. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So, yeah, this this, this entertainment, y'all been... Mm, it's been too much going on. Um, so, Katy Perry was in court because her song, Dark Horses... Um, was very similar to a Christian song. Uh, what was the name of the song? I don't know the name of the song, but the guy's name is Flame. His name is Flame, and she has been accused of stealing from, um, you know, from Flame. Mm -hmm. And actually, see, hold. Okay, so, um, apparently, Dark Horse was stole from Joyful Noise, um, which is a song that was released. Um, 
Under the stage name Flame. Yeah, under the stage name Flame. Wow. Um and Dark Horse came out in 2013, is now 2019, mm-hmm. and it's looking like she's gonna have to pay up because the jury found that, yeah, you definitely stole it. Yeah, you did. That's not your song. You stole it straight up. Um, I've heard Dark Horse, I've never heard uh this other song, Joyful Noise by Flame, but I'm gonna listen to it. Right, see. yeah, now, man. Now, yeah, I'm, like, now is, I'm curious. Is, is it on iTunes? <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, we understand that people use samples from other people's songs, but mm-hmm. like if you're just gonna straight up steal somebody's song, mm-hmm. at least give them a credit. Right. You know what I'm saying? You could have put him on the hook or something. Dang, Katie. You couldn't con you couldn't you couldn't comment, you know, you couldn't contact him and hey, yo, bro, I really like your song. I'm trying to use it for this other song. What's up? You have to go through this. So now you gotta pay him anyway. You right. could have paid him the right way. Now you gotta pay him the wrong way. So oh well, Katy Perry. Right. Sorry. It's, yeah. And it's a black guy who she stole it from too. So Yeah. I mean. And if you didn't know, Katy Perry used to be a Christian artist That's right. back in the day before I kissed a girl and I liked it. Um, yeah, she definitely went the other way. Totally like, like, like whole three sixty. Just straight up, just turned the car around. Yeah. Um <laughs> We we don't know. I guess so. Uh, so unfortunately, Tristan Thompson was kind of back. Mm. What? Tristan Thompson mm-hmm. was back um, in the news, and apparently, he is back with his first baby mama, mm. who he left to be with Khloe Kardashian, with who he cheated on with other people mm-hmm. numerous times, including. Her little sister's very best friend. Um, so yeah, so she he's back with Jordy. Um and I'm disappointed in her. You disappointed in Jordy? Yeah. Why are you disappointed in Jordy? Sis, you you deserve better than that. She does. You deserve way better than that. She you does. are a gorgeous woman. You do not have time to be with niggas that don't have rings Oops. and leave you for <laughs> fake asses and fake titties. Oh child. We don't have time for that. Oh, my God. Be, I, I, want, I want better for you. Oh, my God. I really want better for you. So, man, you mean to tell me that the Kardashians wreaked all... Chloe specifically, uh, wreaked all his havoc for her baby daddy to leave her anyway. Right. Oh, wow. All that. Dang. All that. You got your black baby. Now you deal with mm-hmm. black men that cheat. Right. Ooh. Well, shout out to Jordan Woods. She dropped a collection with uh, Boohoo, or is it Fashion Nova? She, I think it was Boohoo. What's Boohoo? Boohoo is another one of them online sites or whatever. It is. What's it called? Boohoo. Like, boohoo. Boohoo. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Don't remind y'all of, like, and how high uh, in um, Boofoo by us. Oh. You. Wow. That's why I was laughing. Wow. Sorry. But, yes, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a legit thing I was shopping in before. But, yeah, uh, the ghetto. I just I just don't. I want Jordan. I mean, not Jordan. I want Tristan Thompson to focus on basketball. Let's try to get a ring. Why don't we, like, it's, what team does he still play for? Do you know what team? Like, does he still play for the Cleveland Cavaliers? His whole know. team that left him to know. win championships and stuff. I don't know. Well, he got a. I'm sorry. I take that back. Tristan Thompson definitely has a ring. I'm tripping. My yeah. bad. Yeah, he got one with when LeBron won in Cleveland. So I'm sorry, but oh. <laughs> not when LeBron won in Cleveland. That's and what not, I said. And not when the Cleveland Cavaliers. LeBron won, won in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> I said what I said. Speaking of LeBron James real quick, we didn't write this down, but um, so I don't know if you saw the clip of LeBron James' son. Mm-hmm. Um, he's putting it down at the basketball court. I heard. I, I haven't been watching that clip, but I heard. About six years from now, he's about to be in the league. I love it. I mean, his dad's an amazing might be, athlete. Might be shorter than that. Yeah. I'll give it maybe. I just hope he doesn't play for the Lakers. What? Okay. Maybe he'll play for the Knicks. <laughs> um, wait a second. Okay, we're not gonna. <laughs> we're not gonna go there. But anyway, so, so there's a clip of him playing basketball. He, you know, he he's really doing it. And LeBron James is being a super dad. He's off. He's literally on the court celebrating his son's victory and the team just putting a good work. And of course, like y'all weirdos had a lot to say about it. You calling LeBron James weird. You think that his behavior was unacceptable. Mm. So now he can't be a supportive father. I'm confused. I don't know. I'm confused. I don't know. Like I didn't see the clip, but was he like on the court? He was on the court. He okay. was doing a lot. He's doing. He's doing a bit much. He was doing the absolute most. He was doing okay. the most. So I maybe that, that point, maybe to that aspect, I'm like, all right, man, get get off the court. But like, but again, he's LeBron James. Yeah, he probably that. built the court. Let's be honest. Ooh. That's number one. Number two. I, y'all get excited over Beyonce if she writes a period on Twitter. So this man can't <laughs> celebrate his son, who he's literally watching become a great athlete. 
I don't understand. If he no. wasn't supporting his son, y'all, you know, he really needs to focus more on his kids. Woo, woo, woo. Mm-hmm. He's at the game supporting his son, and y'all got something to say to him. But just shut up. I'm sick of y'all. I, maybe I'm becoming LeBron James. I like LeBron James. I like him too. I, I like him. I think he's doing an incredible job in just life. Yeah. And I think it's it's something good to see a black father celebrating his black son. That's true. Okay. That is true. I don't see there's anything wrong with it. I don't care if they broke or if they rich. It's a black father celebrating his black son. Mm-hmm. Just like we were supportive of Dwayne Wade celebrating his black sons That's true. in the in the Pride Parade. That's true. Just leave shut up. You're right. Why don't y'all focus on y'all kids? Oop. Support them. Period. That's it. Sorry, I just had to It's okay. You had to let it out. I'm just I don't like that. Don't come for LeBron James. You had to let it out. Don't come for him. Don't come for him. Who y'all can come for is y'all boy Kodak Black. Mm-mm. That's who y'all can come for. Mm-mm. And I'm gonna blame the journalists for this. Okay. Why are we still talking to Kodak Black in jail? He's in jail? He's in jail. I thought he was at. I thought he was on a radio interview. Was he? That's what. I, that's where I heard. Like that. That's where I heard the interview. But why? Even I, mean, I didn't hear the interview. Like, but that's where I heard where it took place at. I but even know. then, like, why are we even? Why is he at the radio station? I mean, I don't know. Maybe he got music to promote. He's accused of rape and stuff. Why are we still in the studio? Now you know that I might care about that. Unfortunately, you know what I'm saying. Like, why? Why is he still a thing? Why do we still talk about it? You know why we still talk about it? Oh my gosh! So. No, he is in jail. So while he remains in jail, he still found some time to get a new freestyle out. <laughs> okay? Yeah. I don't know how this happens. Um, but yeah, so Kodak Black, who faced, um, faced allegations of rape. I don't know why my phone keeps messing up like this. Anyway, a violence <laughs> towards women in the past decided to violently threaten young Miami from the city girls who we know is pregnant with her second child. Um, and the freestyle says something like this. And I bought young Miami a ring. She mm-hmm. wanted eight oh waist babies. When I see her, I'ma hit that bitch in her stomach. The way the way I'm sorry. When I see her, I'ma hit that bitch in her stomach. The way I keep this shit too real, fucking up my money. What? So now you threatening to hit her in so the So that stomach? was in the freestyle? Yeah, that's what he said. I don't know how he gonna punch her in the stomach from jail. Oh my god. But um and I don't know if you should be making uh threats from jail. No, you should not. You absolutely should not. That that's wasn't so smart. dumb. That wasn't smart. I need to, like so they were dating. He bought her a ring. Oh. Is he from Miami? Oh yeah. Okay. Well then, girl, I mean, you can't tell. You know Sorry. what? Because he can't talk either. So if you're from Miami, I mean, confront me. That's fine. Um, I got her back because I feel the same way. Pop <laughs> <laughs> um, off. Um. Ew. Yeah. I'm. I'm glad that she moved on and prospered. Same. Because what? You know, because she's a beautiful girl. She's pretty. And um. Yeah, I want better for her. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But the question was, a lot of people were talking about how they kind of went back in time when Nipsey Hussle died and and Kodak Black was saying something really disrespectful to Lauren London about how he was trying to get with her literally a week after Nipsey Hussle was shot and killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody brought up a really, a really good point. And they said, where are all those rappers who came out their caves to tell Kodak Black to chill when he disrespected Lauren London? It was cool and convenient to stand up for Lauren because Nip had just died, but now y'all real quiet all of a sudden. And I have to agree. I agree too. We all know why they quiet. I don't understand why he's allowed to make freestyles in jail. I don't understand. I don't want to hear free Kodak. Mm-mm, definitely not. Okay, you, I'm not gonna. Em. I'm not gonna go on my free rants today. We, but <laughs> stop talking to this man. Just stop. Just stop. Um, we know why. We know why. We know why. I don't get it. Because Nipsey was uh, this very much revered man in the community. And because everybody's held so, everyone, everyone holds so much respect for him, they hold respect for Lauren. We should have the same respect for Young Miami, even though she, you know, spells differently than we do um, and talks differently than we do. She's a young woman out here in these streets doing what she got to do, and she's carrying a, another life. So we shouldn't have to hear anybody threatening to hear her in the stomach. And we might be overthinking it, but I just think it's trash. It is trash. And um, but, Kodo Black, but Kodak Black is trash. He really is trash. I hate that I love that song on Meek Mill's album so much, Tic Tac Toe. I love that song. I think I skipped that song. Oh, my God, that song is so dope. But he's it. on it, and it's, it's irritating. <sighs> Anyways. Nope. Nope. <sighs> All right, we got to run through some things here. All right, so um, real quick. So uh, Titus Burgess mm-hmm. has some time for uh, messy queen Andy Cohen. Um, 
<laughs> he had some real time. So Titus was on uh, Andy Cohen's Late Show, and uh, they were talking about uh, Titus's new movie that's coming out on Netflix with Eddie Murphy uh, called Dolomite. And oh, really? Yes. What year is this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's a it's a remake or something like that. And uh, if you all know Andy Cohen, he can be quite messy. And he chose the right one with Titus because Titus wasn't for his nonsense. So. Oh, my God. Um, Titus, we got a text from Danielle T. Uh, wanting to know the funniest or craziest thing Eddie Murphy's done on set of your new movie. How cool you that you're a making movie a movie Eddie with Eddie Murphy. I did a movie with Eddie Murphy. Wow. It's called uh, My Name is Dolomite. It comes out in the fall. Oh, that's yes. awesome. It is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> We just got into the uh, Toronto uh, International Film Festival. Wow. Yeah. Was he um, cool to work with? He was I mean, wonderful to work with. He is a brilliant man, and I'm so excited that uh, for all the people who, younger generations who do not know Eddie Murphy, yes. will learn why he is a legend that he is. Did you get to chat with him at all? Because he was very... Of course I did. Why was, wouldn't I? Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, no, I just wonder if you got close at all, because he was very problematic for the gays at one point when I was coming Oh, up, I see. So he I just... wasn't problematic for Titus. Good. Um, <laughs> and uh, we had a wonderful time. And we yeah, can evolve. talked good. about Dreamgirls and, and oh, good. should have won the Oscar, I believe. Yes. So uh, he was great. And any troubles he may have had with gay people, I guess they're gone because he loved me. Good. <laughs> Very good. It's game time, everybody. Oh, my God. Girl. What, what was Andy even trying to do with that? So, <laughs> Andy Cohen has been kind of known for, like, bringing up old stuff and trying to stir the pot. Yeah. For Eddie. And this is not the first, you know, guest he's had in the show that's pretty much came at him. Like, right. dude, this, we're not doing this here. Um, so, I don't know. He chose the right one. Titus did get on Instagram and had a, a nice long spiel about, and he was not backing down about it. He was did like, he really? He sure did. He was like, Andy is very messy. I have nothing but respect for Eddie Murphy, and what you are not going to try and do is make it seem like, you know, bringing up some old stuff from the past back yeah. in like the early 1990s, uh, 1980s. And I mean, right. I'm basking in this moment that I'm working with a legend to hear you are talking about some old shit. Right. Not me, not the one. So, wow. And basically, he was like, if he got something to say to me about it, ooh. He knows where to find me. Period. Emmy nominated uh, actor four times. Yep. Don't come for me. Wow. So. Wow. Very interesting. Very very interesting. Um, Lil Nas X broke the record, y'all. Woo woo woo. Longest woo, woo. uh record to, to stay at number one for seventeen weeks. Mm. Beat Mariah and Boyz II Men's One Sweet Day record by one week. Thank God, because that song is so sad. <laughs> that song makes me very depressed. Like, Does it really? It's like so sad. It's a sad song. I'd wow. rather hear Old Town Road for years do to you, come. Do you think Lil Nas X is going to be like popping? Like, do you think like... I don't want to answer. Because <laughs> the answer is no. All right. She said it. <laughs> I Listen, was thinking it. I love Lil Nas X. If he lasts longer than this... It's time to put another song out. You be beat the record. So yeah. that should have been your celebration. If he lasts longer than this, I am gonna be surprised. Yeah, let's um But if he does if he does end up as a one hit wonder, what a great record to have though. True. You know, like that what a like like a, a, a hey, I was a one hit wonder, but like also I currently am the number one longest uh running number one song that part in history. That is true. So Yeah, I don't um Yeah. Dang. Yeah, I don't know. Yep. I don't know. 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 Um, wait, okay. You were talking about Harriet Tubman? Yes. Yes. So we have mentioned this like last season, I believe. <laughs> oh, child. No, it was early. It was early in the season. Was it? Was it was earlier. Season? It was earlier. So earlier this season, you know, that we we found out they was doing a Harriet Tubman movie. Boom. Cool. <laughs> um, so the the lady that they chose to play Harriet Tubman, Cynthia Erivo. Erivo. In in Revo. In Revo. Um, she is from she's British, mm-hmm. but she's like a African a British African. Is right. that right? Is that do they call it African British or British African? Hmm, good question. We gotta get to London. We gotta get to London. We've got a lot of questions. All these questions. Nonetheless, um Sis was has some wild um some wild tweets. Yeah. About everything. <laughs> Everything she um has like like the way she tweets is like she tweets like she is better than like her and like her um her heritage is way better than African Americans like you know Africans are way better than African Americans and African Americans don't have this culture and you know just tweets like that real really bigoted tweets and so <clears throat> a lot of people um 
were going saying like, you know, they don't think that Cynthia should play the role of Harriet Tubman because of, of you know, the, the bigotry that she has put out there many times all over the Twitterverse. I mean, but the movie's done. The movie is done. What you want? What you want to do about it? With Just don't be- go see it. But okay, right. With that being said, would you go see it? Did uh, yes. Okay. I'm there to hear the story to see the story of Harriet Tubman, mm-hmm. who is a part of my heritage, a part of my culture. <clears throat> so I don't. I'm not looking at Cynthia and Revo. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at Harriet Tubman, and I'm looking at the way that her life is being portrayed. Through this woman who may be a bigot. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, I don't mean to say like, but you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. I'm not it, you you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know. That that's my that's my take. I, I still am gonna go see the movie. Um mm-hmm. I really am excited for Leslie Odom Jr. who's in it. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm more excited for him, but I'm just curious about um, you know, I'm just curious about the story. Um, it's coming from a black director, right. black writer, uh woman. So why not support it? Right. You know what I'm saying? She, right. Yeah. Am I going to go see this movie? Maybe I won't see it in theaters. Maybe I wait for it to be... Re- nah, I'll probably go see it in theaters. I, I mean... But now, like, when I go see it, like, that, this whole, like, her like her thought towards African Americans and our, quote, unquote, lack of culture is, like, going to be in the back of my mind while I'm yeah. watching this movie. And I don't know if that's going to take me out of the movie like take me out of the story you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like like that bothers me like i'm not going to lie to you like yeah certain things like that like i didn't have a problem with daniel kaluuya playing an american and get out because that is a fictional story right when it comes to the stories of african americans um and like you know all the things that we had to go through and what our ancestors had to go through, mm-hmm. I kind of like hold those a little bit closer to heart because those are our stories. And so many times I've come across people who are of African descent who do not respect African American culture. Mm-hmm. And I do kind of find it find it a little bit ironic that you that they end up playing these roles, even though you have absolutely no respect or regard for what we do what, how we are and what you know what we've gone through as a community on this side of the pond. Hmm. So that's to me is going to be like is I mean I want to see the movie you know I definitely want to support a black director you know what I'm saying yeah. and someone said like somebody somebody like tweeted like think of it like this Cynthia in Revo in Revo is from West Africa Harriet Tubman was from West Africa okay so I mean yeah but Harriet Tubman wasn't like. <laughs> She wasn't tweeting. She wasn't. Tw- she wasn't. No, she wasn't saying no wild biggest shit. Like I doubt yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know. Hollywood has like. Oh, I'm sorry. Black Hollywood has to do something about this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm. It's almost like a repeat every time a movie like this comes out, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I don't know if it's a Black Hollywood problem or if it's our problem. You know what I'm saying? Like the 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 viewers. Right. I don't know. I don't know. This is this is that's a, another topic to explore another time because you know it's it's gonna happen again. It's gonna happen again. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like African American stories need to be handled with care and even given and even like you know given to people who obviously respect the culture. Yeah. I think that Daniel Kaluuya probably does respect African American culture. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I hope so because he's fine and I've been lusting over him. I don't oh, want to look like Lord. a fool out here. I can't wait for his movie to come out. <laughs> I can't wait for his new movie to come out. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like that's just me. I mean, and I, I, you know, I'm obviously open to have a conversation. You know, if y'all want to talk about it, yeah. You know, because I, that's just where I'm at. Right I don't now. know. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go see it, but like, I don't know. Maybe I just buy a ticket and just won't go in the theater. I don't know yet. <laughs> like, you know, that's an okay. option. That's, a, <laughs> that's an option. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I kind of like that. Yeah. Um. So last thing. Hmm. <sighs> Antoine, uh oh, oh, I hate it. Antoine Fuquay, who Fuqua. Fuqua, Fuqua, who is a well-respected director uh, in the movie industry, he has directed some of your favorites, um, including Trading Day. Um, what else? I don't know. There's been plenty. Like there's there's been plenty. Hold on, she's gonna pull up a list because he mm. he's been out here, but. Anyways, he was in random, <laughs> random Twitter news um, because he was pictured 
Um, he was, yeah, so Training Day, that's like basically like his top film. Mm. Uh, the Equalizer, The Equalizer 2, Southpaw, wow, a lot. Um, and so apparently, well, not apparently, he was out here kissing Bate. your favorite. I you know. was talking about Babe. You was just talking about I that know, movie. I you was. was just talking about it. Damn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a picture of him started floating around of him kissing Eddie Murphy's ex wife, Nicole Murphy. Um, and if you don't know, Antoine Fuqua, uh, Fuqua, am I saying it right? Fuqua. Fuqua is married to Layla Rashan, uh, uh, who is infamous for her roles. Um, and she played Robin in Waiting to Exhale as long as many other movies. And she played Sunshine in what's her name? Uh, what's the comedy? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, shoot. I'm sorry. Uh, Hollow Nights. Yes. Hollow Nights. She, she was Sunshine. in yeah. Why Do Fools Fall in Love? She's been in a lot of, she has. A lot of black movies. Yep. Um, yeah, so now she's kind of been out of the loop for a long time. We mm-hmm. haven't really seen her. She also does not look like she did in Waiting to Exhale mm-hmm. or Harlem Nights. And I'm just say this. You guys are real trash for... Why is she... The, like, why are we talking about her when her husband's the one that was seen kissing Nicole Murphy? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Who is also trash because apparently she said that, oh, well, they're, you know he's a close family friend. Girl, now if y'all would have seen these videos, that, that these ain't no close family friend. Um, I have many close family friends. I ain't never kissed nobody like that ever. In my not life. a close family friend. In my that's, life, that's not how this works. Nah. So, but I think you guys. So, so Layla Rashawn um, has a condition. She had a uh, she had some difficult <clears throat> difficult births with both of her children, mm-hmm. which caused her to gain a lot of weight, things like that. But I just think you guys are really trash and kind of insensitive for, first of all, this woman already has to go through the fact that her husband was caught publicly cheating on her. Mm. And now the fact that you guys are badgering her for her weight gain and saying, well, I kind of get why he cheated on Layla Rashawn with Nicole Murphy because Nicole Murphy's a whole snack and Layla Rashawn out here looking like a couch. That's not cool. No. That's not cool. At all. Um, but apparently Nicole Murphy, uh, this is not the first time she was caught with somebody else's husband. No, she's a very extreme opportunist. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> um, so And Lisa Ray. Lisa Ray, who was once married to the Prince of Turks and Caicos. Yes. Um, she said that he that Nicole Murphy tried it with her husband. Yeah. So and I got a clip here of her talking to TMZ and just Debrat, who is Lisa Ray's sister, also confirmed. Yep. I swear Debrat confuses me. Every time I see her, I watch her on um the show that she has on in Atlanta. And I'm just like, I don't what what. Confused. Maybe she's just a stud that likes to wear makeup. Maybe I don't know. I Is she a stud though? Maybe she just likes comfortable clothes. I don't know. Nah, dog. I think she's a stud. I don't think so. Nah. I think the what do you like video said otherwise. I think that was just like I think they talked her into that. They talked her in and she played it well. Oh, she looked good. She but, looked, she, but she even in that video, she was still kind of like way too stud movement for me. Like, go back and watch it. Yeah, but so do like Eve was like that though. No, no, no. Like, like, Lil the, Kim. like no, no. Brett was like hardcore stud. Like, I'm going to watch that video later. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and watch it. Anyway, here's the <laughs> We got here's our topic. We totally did. Nicole did the same thing in the, in the early 2000s in your former marriage. Is that true? Did that That's happen? True. That's true. Absolutely true. So, so what happened exactly? Just what you said. She... Messed around with my husband. Here's the thing. We've all done something that we regret. We've all made mistakes, and we all have to learn from that. But when you start doing it and being messy enough to do it amongst family, how does a family kiss turn into a I'm sorry apology? Like, what do you mean? You didn't know that she was married? We all know that she was married. And that was 20 years. That's history. You don't do that amongst friends because there's no loyalty. Right. There's no loyalty, and you got to look up, and your person that you invited to your house and you celebrating your birthdays and going to games with, you got to look up and they're in Italy with your husband. Right. So bullshit. I don't know if she's a home wrecker right. or not. I can't answer that, but I know that what she's doing in people's homes is just wrecking it. <laughs> right. What's your What's your advice to Layla in dealing with this situation? <sighs> it's hard because I know that she's sad and messed up about this, and embarrassed about this because. Right. She has someone that she used to see around right next to her to be able to go, what? Really? Why? Right. You know, the comment from from me wasn't messy. It was sincere because I've stepped in. I've been in that situation before, but amongst friends. Right. Come on. Come on now. And, right. and I told you when I told you and you go do this. And some other so, couple of other ones we know about, girl, please. So, I'm, I'm, so you, you, you did confront her at the time back, back oh, I've then? I've definitely confronted her. She know it. 
do you, do you think that she's, is she interested only in married men or something like that? I don't that? know anything about that. You gotta ask her what she's interested in. What? I know she's interested in getting back in the same position that she was in. Who wouldn't? Right. What's your message to Nicole? I got shit to say to Nicole. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know if she's a home record, but she's in homes wrecking it. <laughs> I can't do. I can't do. Y'all just be a little more sensitive to. Oh, God. We don't have that much time because I was going to man bash y'all, but I'm going to leave it alone. You niggas are trash. I'm sorry. All right. So she said it. <laughs> like, y'all don't get pregnant. Y'all don't have, you know, y'all don't have difficulty, uh, difficult pregnancies. Mm-hmm. Y'all bodies don't got to fluctuate. Y'all bodies fluctuate because y'all last to sit on the couches, not working out, eating and stuff. Like, we go through real shit. Mm-hmm. So shut up. <laughs> sorry. Period. Period, poo. Period. Where'd the poo come from? Is that a video? I don't know. I gotta ask Simone. I have no idea. Simone knows. All right, sis, let's get into this lip service question of the week. Mm, this week's lip service question was uh, has been brought to you by P. Diddy. <laughs> apparently dating a 22-year-old. Okay? So P. Diddy, who was in his 40s, was seen out with uh, Lori Harvey, who is like like the roundaway girl, if you ask me. Because, um, I mean, dang. Um, <laughs> Steve Harvey's daughter, who once dated P. Diddy's son, Justin. Okay, so this lot. week's question was inspired by that travesty. What's the youngest or oldest guy or woman you've ever dated? Did you think it was wrong? We got a few answers. Sparks and pores. Hey, Jalisa. Hey, she said, "Guy, forty-four to my twenty-eight. Woman, twenty-six to my twenty-nine." Guy, nothing wrong, but woman, slight problem. Two different mental spaces. Okay. Hmm. Um, underscore little Miss Patterson said, I dated a guy that was eight years older than me. It didn't seem wrong, but he got dumped because he acted eight years younger than me. Ooh. That part. I know that. I know about that. Reggie underdog. Hey, Reg. He said, define dates. We'll have that conversation offline, I guess. I guess so. I guess so. I got one answer over here from okay. P.A. DeGreat. I don't know. Okay. He said, 43 years when I was 25. Ooh. She was the same age as my mom at the time. I felt wrong because she was looking for something more serious than I gave her at the time. <laughs> I could never. Dated somebody the same age as your mom? You're wild. Wow. I told him. I said, you're wild. Wow, I could never. What about you? I've dated older guys twice. The first time, he was a really nice guy. Mm -hmm. He took me on a date like he met my family or whatever. Like I had to go out and buy an outfit. Like he took me to this really fancy restaurant. Like it was really cute. The second time, terrible. Oh. You You know who I'm talking about. Uh. (laughs) Oh. Well, mm. so I mean, it, it, it just depends on how emotionally mm. and mentally mature the person is when it comes to dating. This is true. You know what I'm saying? This is true. So similar to like little Miss Patterson. Right. Yeah. Same. Like, you know, even if they are eight years older than you, but they act eight years young, eight years younger than you. Like, I can understand it. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah. That's the reason to leave. I get it. How about you? Um, so I've always been the type of girl that like older dudes approaching me, like even when I was younger, like I was very like, what do you want? Yeah. Um, so I dated this one dude, um, in college. He was, I wouldn't even say we dated, we were talking, mm-hmm. you know, he was 25 to my 19. Okay. But I was like so in love with him. Like mm-hmm. he was just so beautiful, but I felt like I was more mature than him. Like, you know what I'm saying? See? I felt like I was more mature with him. Mm-hmm. And also he wanted something that I was not giving him right. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, now versus now, um, I'm dating somebody who's younger than me. Yeah. And yeah. I'm super happy. Mm-hmm. He has his moments where I'll be like, oh, God. <laughs> but then, you know, we have conversations and when we talk about real life stuff, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, yeah, maybe he's not his age. I think he's like, I think he's trapped in a... <laughs> in a in a younger, younger man's, man's body, body. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's like the thing, like you, because you can sit here and talk to whomever, and then you like you have a quick conversation with them, or when like something gets real, right? And then they like withdraw and can't talk to you. Yeah. Out. Got. Yeah, we can't do it. We can't do it. Can't do it. We don't have time for it. Yeah. Like, speak up. Like, I'm not a goddamn mind reader. Right. <laughs> so, um, I don't know what Diddy's doing with Lori Harvey. Hope they were just. They just happened to bump into each other while I was getting smoothies or something. 
I don't know. I don't know. They were matching when they. <laughs> yeah. That was what was weird. he had on? What did he? What have did on? she have on? Her outfit looked just as dumb. But that, like, what, what? I, I'm curious as to what the conversation was between Diddy and Justin. Like, unless I mean, maybe Justin was like, I mean, I really wasn't right. Like, I'm cool with it. Like, I'm. But I mean, Diddy, dude. That's so weird. Like, really? That's really weird. That's like, she could be your kid. That's no. I could never like honestly like. So my dad plays golf. You know what I'm saying? Like he has golf buddies and golf friends, and yeah. there's a lot of older men out here that are very attractive. Mm-hmm. I could not imagine bringing a a 50 year old dude home to my father. Fam, I wouldn't even be talking to a 50 year old dude. There's no way, like dog. Would it? There's no way I can bring that home. Why are you talking to me in the first place? Like, the, why don't the 50 plus women don't women don't want you? Like, right? Let's start this. <laughs> There. I don't understand. Like, I mean, I see some of y'all out, you know, with y'all track, y'all Adidas track suits and on and stuff. Oh but oh my god, you know, no, <laughs> you, <laughs> y'all be trying to get the younger girls, but no, oh no, 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 no. Oh my god, y'all can buy us drinks all night, but uh, uh-uh. oh we not bring god. you home to nobody's. Not no, <laughs> hell not no. happening. That ain't it. Get out of here. That ain't it. Get out of here. <sighs> All right. That's it. That's it. You don't have a joke for us this week? I don't have a joke this week. Oh, no, no. All of our listeners are probably so I disappointed. Don't, I don't. I don't. I'm sorry, <laughs> Yahoo, you know, really look forward to this. But I promise. Oh, wait. You did predict something in the episode before last. What was that? About the ebony and... Ge- oh, that's right. Yes, you did. You was right, sis. I sure was. So, like, okay, so we were talking about uh, ebony... A magazine uh, auctioning off all of their historic images from Emmett Till to mm-hmm. Diana Ross to just, you know, Martin Luther King being shot, everything like that. Right. Um, and I said on the show, I said, I really hope that the Smithsonian African American Museum gets their hands on them so they don't get in the hands of the wrong person. Right. Literally a couple of days later, it was revealed that the Smithsonian did get their hands on these photos and then they will be in the museum preserved for the world to see. Yep. And I'm so, so, so happy about it. That's exciting. Because the last thing we need is for those those beautiful images to get in the hands of the wrong person mm-hmm. who wants them for, you know, n- not so good. Right. That's so, it. So why they must have had an extra 12 or 46 million hanging around to buy some of them photos. I said, I said they got it. You did say that. They got it. Dang, girl. You should, you should play the lottery with that. Maybe they should give me one of the pictures. No? I think you should relax. I want one of the pictures. I think you should relax. I'll take like a picture of like Denzel or something. Like I think you should relax. No? All right. Nope. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to episode 27. Getting closer to the one hundred episodes, Ooh. baby. Be sure to follow us on all of our social media. We are on Twitter at HeadRapPod. Yep. We're on Instagram at HeadRaps and Lipsticks. Check out our Facebook page, HeadRaps and Lipsticks, the podcast. Go visit our website where we got shirts on sale for $25 with free shipping. Free shipping. www.headwrapsandlipsticks.com. Please listen to us. Please listen to us. You got it. Please listen to us. <laughs> Please listen to us on every platform that we're available. Whatever, please listen. We are available at all these platforms. Oh we my around. God. We oh around. My God. What is up with me? It's okay. We're on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. That's it. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. That's it. That's it. Peace out, you guys. Bye.